Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Hey, Derek, what's happening? Not much, man, not much. Just enjoying the uh, oppressive heat and humidity. How enjoyable is that? Oh, man. There's nothing <laughs> like having a shower in the morning and then getting dressed for work. <laughs> and then and needing another one. <laughs> needing another one. Yeah. Love this time of year. Absolutely love it. I don't know why, but we've been resisting using the AC of late. Just because the temperature's been going down to like 20 degrees at night. So yeah. it's like, why have they got the AC on? But last night, temperature was like 20, 21, and I was baking all night. It's like, I should have I got up in the middle of the night and turned on the AC. The air conditioning unit is always a point of contention in our house. Yeah. With me. <laughs> because it goes on in June yeah. when the hot weather hits and tends not to go off till September. <laughs> okay. And my point is, well, you guys aren't the one paying the electric bill, yeah. are you? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And yeah, lately it's been some cooler days than that. And I said, I don't mean, mind it being on for a couple of days when it's just, you know, like 85 degrees, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> when it's when it's getting colder and it's getting down to 70, 68, that, yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't need it yeah. on constantly. You know, I mean... I don't need to sleep with my nipples poking <laughs> through the top of the sheet. I'm just saying. <laughs> We've been using it really to cut the humidity when the humidity is really high. Yeah. Like, like for example, yesterday after the, the wicked uh, thunderstorm, I uh, I was heading out, so I didn't turn it on, but it's like, I should have. We had it on last night, which was nice. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I like it, when, especially when sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd I love to have that on, but... Uh, yeah, it just seems to never get turned. So now we're making sure, listen, it's got to come off yeah. sometimes, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when it gets cooler. But then, yeah, you, you have it on during the day and then you either lower it a little bit at night so it's cooler when you sleep. Because I sleep much better when it's cold. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So we'll lower it down or whatever. Because otherwise, during the day, if you've got it down at 70, it's just cranking all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas you got it up at 74 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's cool enough when you get in the house, especially if you're going from outside inside. You can notice the difference. Yeah. I mean, if you're stuck in the house all day, you're not going to notice the difference. But so, I was I was half joking with with Siobhan the other day, and it was uh, it got really hot. It was probably about a week ago, and uh, I said I'm turning the AC on. So I cranked it on and I just leaned on the down button. She goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "It's hot in here," <laughs> and I discovered that the thermostat goes down to seven degrees really why would it go down to seven degrees who needs seven and why won't it go to six what happens if it went to six <laughs> then you're a refrigerator <laughs> wow why is seven the magical number i know i just thought it was odd hmm these are the things that we need yeah. to know my one cat likes to uh sit on the vents oh yeah yeah anytime yeah. there's air Hot or cold. Yeah. He sits right next to it with his face looking straight down the vent. One of my cats loves that. Yeah. Like he will, and I, I obviously cats aren't that smart, but he will in the wintertime lay on the vent for the heat, mm-hmm. but his entire body covers it. So there's no air coming yeah, out. It's <laughs> frozen bottom. <laughs> He's blocking it. He's blocking the heat coming out. And it's like, buddy, you got to let some of the air come past you. <laughs> I made the mistake when it was hot about a month ago. Uh, we were eating ice cream. 
Mm-hmm. And Apollo jumped up next to me. Oh. So I put some vanilla ice cream on spoon. Here, try this, buddy. Now? <laughs> now he's hooked. Oh, <laughs> man, he's like meth. <laughs> you, you got some ice cream. Like, he'll appear on the, on the, on the arm of the chair next to you like, like the Cheshire cat. Where'd you go? Just like, <laughs> oh, you weren't there a second ago. Yeah, yeah, he loves his yeah. ice cream, man. Yeah, ice cream. Definitely an ice cream cat. Helios doesn't care, but Apollo, yeah. oh, man, he's got to have it. <laughs> Absolutely have it. And it's those quick little yeah. Yeah. licks, right? It's like, yeah. oh, that's when you need the dog. Honk. Makes <laughs> <laughs> a big bite out of it. It's a big you bite. Go. You're done. <laughs> and then you see the dog with a cold headache. <laughs> it's like, whoa, was that cold puppy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Have you been out lately? I, I almost went out paddling last weekend but i just i didn't feel ready for it i'm i i uh i i was doing stuff and it's like you know what i this that the other thing and plus my daughter's birthday was on the weekend so we had a barbecue and stuff which was weird it was so it was all outdoors and we had uh you know mother and the aunts and you know cousins over and stuff like that so it was weird to have people they weren't in the house but they were in the backyard so it was like it was weird again it's like oh all those people in my backyard. There's people here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice. But I actually, I went out last night. It was, uh, it was, uh, a subdued bachelor party. Oh, that's right. That, yeah. 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 You're going out. Very and... subdued. It was, so there was only four of us. We went to Steak and Maine. Well, all the Whitby. strippers are closed. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that, it wasn't a that regular. That did come up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... <laughs> We had a health and safety meeting today at work, <laughs> and that topic came up because, of course, wearing masks and yeah. when do we stop wearing them, and all and a few other things came up. Uh, and one of the guys says, "I bet you they've been losing a lot of money." Well, they're closed. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and no, he wasn't talking about the stripper places. Oh, okay, okay, he was talking about the actual strippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you nice? Yeah, <laughs> you're caring about the strippers. Yeah, but you're not worried right, about the carnies buddy. because there's no fairs and and <laughs> yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, you don't well, care about, about the, the carnies. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're, they're just all losing money. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, bachelor parties and all. Everything is yeah. The what are the the uh, bridal showers? I guess yeah, they've all changed. I know. Well, yeah, and and for for us, it, <laughs> we closed the place <laughs> at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we Party were like animals. we were almost the last ones there. And at it was nine like, o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, guys, they're trying to clean the tables. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, get your walkers. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, so there's four of us. We had dinner and had a few drinks. I was the d- designated driver, so I didn't drink anything. And uh, so it, w- it was kind of, it was a good evening. It was uh, me and some of my old military buddies, and we just kind of hashed out old times and talked about Mowage. Mowage. But it was a good time. It was a good time catching up. It was, uh, it was probably the second time I've been in a pub or bar in two years. I can't remember the last time mm-hmm. I was in a. I was it was about a year ago. I was out with the same the same group of guys. We went out for a couple of beer. Wow. Yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah. Can't even remember the last time I was in a bar. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, I was 
planning to go out and do some uh, paddling this weekend, but unfortunately, this seems to be the year of renos, repairs, no. and stuff around the house. Yeah. So every time you go to do something, you're looking like, <sighs> do I go out and paddle for the day, <laughs> yeah. or do I get like eight things off the list? I know, right? Sort yeah. of thing. Well, you know, it's it's stuff that we've been putting off. Oh, we'll do that next summer. Or come summer, we'll do it. Or come spring, we'll yeah. do it. Or whatever. So stuff that needs to be done. And, and you got to find and the right time. And right now, like the list, my list didn't get done because it's like, well, I I need stuff from Home Depot, but I can't order it online because I need to touch and feel. I need to look at this stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't until recently that Home Depot and then what, two, three weeks ago that they reopened. So now it's like uh, it's I, I'm trying to catch up on all these things that I could not do during all the lockdowns. And mm-hmm. it's like trying to catch up. So, yeah, it really, it, it kind of infringes on the free time when you're like, oh, I can actually go buy stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was busy doing re- new screens that raccoons oh, yeah, yeah, have yeah, ripped yeah. And, and stuff. Social media has been filled, absolutely filled with photos, trip logs oh, I know. of people out there. Amazing you know, it, pictures. It, it's really exciting to see people out there on the yep. water yep. Uh, doing everything. I mean, you're dealing with the pandemic, hard to get reservations, mm-hmm. hard to get gear, yep. wildfires, high water, low water. The uh, dock in Ajax that they usually put out... Um, it's gone. Yeah, I was there with you. Yeah, yeah. Remember, so it was remember it was on the trailer. The water level is down like four or five feet. That yeah. means Lake Ontario is down four or five yeah. feet. Remember, it was on the the dock was on that trailer in one of the yeah in the loading? parking spot. It's gone now. Oh, they just took it They've away. Dole- I'm thinking maybe they're just refurbishing it or something. Yeah. Somebody said they are well, going to bring it back. Well, they can't use it this year because the water level is so low yeah. that it's yeah. like you're just going to once it rises, they'll bring it back yeah. from wherever yeah. it is. I got to think they're just cleaning it. But yeah, I've, it's insane the what, low water levels. It's like you're you're in, in boats, you're hitting stuff that's like, well, I didn't know that was there. Right? Mm-hmm. So usually we're used to having really high spring water levels, and you're kind of floating and paddling over small islands that you normally paddle around. And yeah. and now they're like, oh, this is no longer an island; it's a peninsula, and <laughs> water's really low. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know what? Yeah, it's nice to see people are getting out there, enjoying themselves, yes. and. Much needed fun and positivity in people's mm-hmm. lives right now. Tons of activity. You tons know? of activity. There's a lot of people getting out, and it's good to see people on the water. And it's it's yeah, it's people are really finally enjoying things opening up in summer, and and you know with with the heat and humidity recently, it's nice to be on the water. Hope it stays this way till the snowfall. <laughs> is, it, is it winter yet? <laughs> I mean, it's mid July. Yeah, can't believe it's mid July already. I know. I know. I have to start. Uh, I have to start getting plans together for the, uh, if it happens, the uh, winter uh, ski trip. Oh yes, you go winter skiing. Yeah, not me. We're trying to get in to do uh, knock on wood. Actually, use our new winter tent. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. used it once in a rainstorm. Yeah. And it got totally muddy. I've got to set it up in the backyard and give it a good wash, but. Unfortunately, there's neighbors' trees are in the way. No, oh, okay. That's on my list of to-dos. <laughs> <laughs> Remove said trees of said neighbors. Yeah. Um, I usually, I like, I mean, just to tell you how busy I've been uh, with getting stuff done, I like to read a lot. We know, yeah, it's not your forte. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see behind <laughs> me a, a, a bunch of books there. 
And I've actually been having a hard time finding time to read. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> Those comic books are going to read themselves. I hear you, brother. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. But I know what's going I know what's coming, and I, yeah. I got a story for you. <laughs> You're done it. Um, so I totally forgot that I had Audible uh, credits. How do you, you know that Audible, the, the, the audio books? That's part of the story I'm going to tell you is coming up soon. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got a thousand credits I've never used. So you have credits, but you're not still paying for it. No, not anymore. Okay. Yeah, I've I've uh, paused that. Okay. But I've totally forgot I had before mm-hmm. I paused it. Yeah. Because I had a whole bunch of different books that I've been listening to. Yeah. Um, but I'd listen to them while I was doing stuff, and then I got back into actually having some time to read. Yeah. While now I'm back into the non. So I've picked up uh, two new books. Which I'll have in the background or – because I'm back in the office now, rush hour traffic, right? Oh, Great yeah, time. Yeah. I'm tired of flipping the, the stations in the morning. <laughs> news, news, chat, 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 that sort of stuff. Uh, so I picked up two new ones. Canoeing with the Cree, written in 1935 by Eric Severade. Okay. Uh, it's about a canoe trip him and his buddy Walter Port did in 1930. Paddled from Minneapolis, Minnesota to York Factory on the Hudson's Bay. Four months and more than 2,250 uh, 2, miles or 3,620 kilometers. Okay. Uh, the title of the book refers to the duo encountering and interacting with Cree on Lake Winnipeg during their trip. So... Uh, actually, I'm in the middle of that one right now, and it's quite entertaining. Um, so who's reading? Who do you say? Well, I can't remember who, who the the actual narrator guy is. Is he good? Yeah, yeah. So a, a narrator makes or break an audible. Yeah, oh yeah, this yeah. is, he's he's pretty good. Uh, I've had a couple other books where they've mispronounced words, okay. and it's just that, like a one word will be in the book like many times, <laughs> yeah. and it, you just pick it out like, like nothing, man. Like I, I hate it. Uh, so yeah, so I'm reading that one right now, or <laughs> listening to that one <laughs> right now. The other one I got, uh, I'm going to start uh, probably in another. I think I got another two hours of listening to this first book, The Amazon from Source to Sea: The Farther oh, Journey yes. Down the World's Longest River, awesome, yeah. written by West Hansen. Yeah. Uh, sorry, West, um, I didn't buy your book, but I'm listening to it. <laughs> it's the 2000, I guess you can't really autograph a, an Audible book, can you? <laughs> here, here, sign my phone. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work. Eh? Yeah, it doesn't really work. Can I get an autographed copy of this Audible book? Uh, 2012 Amazon Express trip. Uh, the first expedition to paddle the entire 4,200 mile, 6,760 kilometer length of the Amazon River from its newly discovered oh, yes. most distant source and in the Peruvian Andes. He was the first one to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the Atlantic Ocean in northern Brazil. The Montero is about 90 miles longer than the previously discovered source. And, uh, sorry, they were the second expedition to complete the Montero River. The fastest, though. They were the fastest to do it. There was another group, I think they did it 146 days. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, 446, yeah. 48. So, yeah, they were the fastest one to do 111 days. So, yeah, so now I can start getting back into some books here. 
problem with Audible is you start trying to find keywords to search for. Oh, okay, yeah. And there's a lot of a little bit of a hint. Mm-hmm. If you're in Audible books, don't search for the word paddle. <laughs> or paddling. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Clear, oh. clear Google history. Clear yeah. Google history. Clear, clear my history because that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, those aren't the type of paddling books I'm looking for, I'm sorry to say. Oh, no. This is a work computer. Get off. Get off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if there's any uh, paddling audio books uh, that people know of out there, let me know. Send us a message and... Uh, uh, yeah, this is great. Just to be able to sit there and, like I say, you're in rush hour traffic. Yeah. And you got this yeah. this thing. You got the air conditioning going in the truck and got a book going. And just sort of takes your mind off the mm-hmm. stupidity happening around you. So uh, what's your experience with Audible books? So Do now, we want to know? So when it comes to Audible books, you got to focus on a book, right? And so I... I I did six months of Audible, and so it's like fourteen ninety five a month. And uh, <clears throat> I downloaded a bunch of uh, Neil Pert uh, Audible books, and it was uh, John Van Berger got me onto it. He says, okay. "Hey, do this. This is anyways." So I downloaded them. I never listened to them because was I it found... an instruction guide on how to drum? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But this guy does travel uh, stories, right? Uh, he, oh, he goes okay. by motorcycle and travels across the U.S. and he does travel stories and and uh, meets people and does stuff. So it's uh, and John was saying, "Hey, you got to listen to this guy." And at the time, he was telling me that so all these Neil Peart uh, books were free or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I just downloaded a whole bunch of them. But with Audible books, you have to pay attention. And I tend to listen at work. And so I can only do podcasts that don't really matter because I can, uh, I'll be on, the, when you're trying to write an email, you can't listen to a book because you're f- focused on the email and, or, you know, responding to a phone call or whatever. So I, I listened to podcasts at work and I just couldn't get into the audible books because, uh, I, too much focus. And so it my, was too much like reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, my drive to work is like seven and a half minutes. Yeah. So it's like I can't listen to it there on the way to work. And Short books. If I'm driving somewhere, <laughs> Siobhan and the kids don't want to listen to Audible books. How do you know? <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> just you and Siobhan going on a trip. Maybe you should get some of those paddle books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I need to listen to this. <laughs> hey, check out this one. <laughs> Good thing we left the kids home. <laughs> Dad, what does that mean? <laughs> it's uh, to do with canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you do have to, I mean, it's just like reading, right? Yeah. You need focus. And so it's, it's just like, I tend to get so darn busy with everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and that's why I have such a hard time. I, I get antsy when it's, I'm, I'm like, uh, sitting down and it's like, well, I can't read a book. I, I need to do something. Now, mind you, <laughs> <laughs> I will put YouTube on my computer at work yeah. and like, I'll have water walker or something like that playing. I do that too. And yeah. I'll sort of go in and out while yeah. I'm listening to it. It's always going in the background. And when I start listening to it, I don't even need to see. Correct. Like I, I could be working on yeah. some sort of spreadsheet or something. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see because I know in my mind exactly what's happening in the on on film yeah. at that particular exactly. moment, right? Yeah. As long as you can hear the, the, the audio, yeah. right? And then, yeah, so people come into my office. What are, you, what are you listening to? Oh, a movie. 
<laughs> what do you mean you're listening to a movie? You mean you're watching a movie? Oh, no, I know what's happening. I just need to... <laughs> I'm just hearing the audio. And then they just turn around and walk right back out. <laughs> Don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same. I do the same. It's like because it can it can just play in the background and I'm not I don't really have to focus 100% on it sometimes yeah. and I just can and sometimes I'll hear something happen and I'll look over and like I've been I've been catching up on Sean James uh uh, uh all of his videos. He's got two channels and I've been catching up on his stuff and it can just hum along in the background, right? And so on one channel, it's mostly music and it's kind of relaxing. Mm-hmm. And on the other channel, he does a lot of talking to describe what he does. And so it's it's one of those things I can, I don't actually have to watch it. I just listen. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the good ones that you mm-hmm. just, just, just listen to or whatever. Yeah. And uh, But no, you know what? Like I, the only thing I don't like, I mean, and this goes with like iTunes and Spotify and everything like that. I like the physical copy. I want the book. Agreed. I want the CD. I want the movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the DVDs. Well, not the DVDs yeah. so much, but like I want those music CDs. I want mm-hmm. those books that I can put on my bookshelf. Yeah. All this electronic duty is... It can disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like, so some books, I've, I have a few books on audio that I've half listened to, but if, if it's really good, then I'll buy the paper copy. Mm-hmm. And I've got a bunch of them. I got a bookshelf in my basement. It's like these are all my the favorites that I have read. See I all have, these books? I, I've listened to them all. <laughs> I have read books. It's just that it's I find it a hard time getting into the paddling books. I was over at your house and Beckett says, My dad looked at all those books and said, Son, one day all these unread books will be yours <laughs> to not read. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a certain presence of mind to read uh, m- something instead of like uh, uh, science fiction fantasy or whatever and then to the reality type stuff, right? I have probably got seven or eight boxes of like Lord of the Rings style books oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. in our, our uh, storage. Yeah. I used to read, like I'd go through a couple of books a week mm-hmm. and I don't throw out books. Yeah. Never have. And these have been going, I've been collecting these since I was a teenager. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start my own library. There's something <laughs> about the smell of a really old book. That, that, uh, that like musty. The musty, dusty smell and you're reading it. It's like, oh, oh yes, like the, uh, the one I've got over here. See, I can just reach these now. Oops. It's in bubble wrap? It's in bubble wrap. Oh, is that your uh, the complete angler? The complete angle, yeah. Is that your your antiqueish one? My first edition. Oh, it's in bubble wrap, and oh, it smells like a first edition nineteen early nineteen hundreds book. I, I found one. It was uh, I didn't buy it just because it was a lot of money, but it was it was uh, signed by the author, but. It had artwork by one of the group of seven. Yep, and uh, and it was uh, it was like a first edition. It was first edition, first print, but it was like a couple hundred bucks. It's like oh no, it's not that important to me. But it was it was nice. It was really? like three fifty or something. Oh, I didn't pay that for mine. But it's got the original dust jacket. It's got yeah, the, the one I covered. found the dust jacket and everything too. Look at the map. Look at that map. Nice. Hey. Look at that. Um, oh, I can't remember who does the... Yeah, one of the group of sevens did Starts the... Starts with a C, I think, right? Uh, Chuck. Chuck. 
Carruthers or Car Car Car. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't think it was Car. Was it Car? Maybe it was Car. Carmichael. Uh, could have been. Um, I should know my group of seven better. Collins. To do, to do. But yeah, this is first first edition. It cost three bucks way back then in the 40s, <laughs> early 40s. Yeah. And yeah, Franklin Carmichael. I had it right. You look at that, eh? Copyright 1943. Amazing, eh? Wow. Oh. What's the uh, writing on the front page there? Is that first like, edition? There's some. Were there? Pencil marks. Yeah, just the uh, very good. Oh, it's a grading. Yeah. yeah. VG plus DJ. I don't know who DJ is. Uh, you know how much this book cost me? 50. 35 bucks. 35 bucks. That's not bad. Add an extra zero, and that's what you would have paid for the same book. Yeah, it's. I wasn't willing to spend that. It was nice that it was signed by him, but... Uh, if you can find a one. crap copy of The Incomplete <laughs> Anglers by John D. Robbins, uh, get it. It's yeah. really cool. I'm I'm putting together a little uh, timeline guide, it's and I'm going to follow his. Shape. I'm following his route, the route mm-hmm. in Algonquin Park. I mean, I've showed you my other book that's all written in. Yeah, you it's write got notes. The names, yeah. Are you gonna names write them, of them. You're going to write notes in the in the old one there. No, I'm going to actually rip <laughs> the pages out and put them in where the new ones. You know. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm putting together a thing. I'm going to we're going to follow that route. Oh, nice. So that's that'll cool. be cool. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you know what? Like it's, uh, I'm used to read a lot. Now I'm getting the audibles. So now if I can find any audible books that in, include paddling and stuff like that, uh, you know, I've got the time to sit in rush hour traffic and people take a dim view when you hold up a book in front of your face while driving <laughs> to read. I found that out, you know, or curling your hair, eating a burger. Or oh, there was a girl doing her makeup the other day. <laughs> And I'm just like, I want to honk just to <laughs> <laughs> eyeliner her upper forehead. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> Pull out to pass or give a little wave. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> nice what, face. <laughs> it's funny what people think they can do while driving. Uh, I've seen people eating cereal, eating Chinese food because they had chopsticks. I've seen people shave. Like a Oh, with the electric razor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the electric shaver. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Dude. It's like, really? It's, it's two minutes at home. You couldn't do that at home. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, let's talk upcoming trips. Ah, yes. I'm preparing for a couple, three. Me too. Three trips. Me too. You there's, got three trips? There's a bunch trips? of, well, there's a, there's a motorcycle trip plus a couple canoe trips and just a camping trip. So. I'm just doing canoe trips. Oh. Speaking, <laughs> oh, I should let you know now that we're recording that uh, I'm not here next week. <laughs> I'm camping next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to find a co-host for next week. So Thanks, I, buddy. I could call in because I'm camping at McGregor. 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 <laughs> we're just gonna do McGregor. Yeah, it's just. It's like, oh yeah, I should tell him that. You think? <laughs> Such a By nerd. The, but it must be on your calendar. I think I told you about it. No. No, you said you were changing dates. Oh, yeah? And the, yeah, the, the only one that would cause an, any issues would be the one in September. Yes. Because you guys are away the same time we're two away. Two weeks. Yeah. Two so weeks. I'm going to have to find somebody for those. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a week in August. 17th August or something. August, too? Yeah. What are you doing all these trips all willy-nilly like? 
I haven't used vacation in a while. I got to use some. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> so it's McGregor and Tomogamy. I think Tomogamy. It's still up in the air. There's uh, there, there's thoughts. There's uh, so I heard recently about Sleeping Giant. I thought, oh, that's oh, up in Thunder Bay. Yeah, Thunder Bay. Bye. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Lord Thundering. So either Tomogamy. I don't want to do Killarney again so soon. I just did. It I was recently. looking at Killarney, yeah. the north side. Oh, I do that. Yeah, north. You side. can't get in. No. Nope. Nope. Because hmm. I was thinking, well, we're going to do Tomogamy, but maybe we'll do Killarney. I'm very wary about Tomogamy, the waterfall route with Tracy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't want to be rude, but she's not the most graceful when it comes to the boulders and, and rocks and and, it's, and stuff. It's sort of fine if you take your time and you're careful, but mm-hmm. if it's raining, oh boy, that's slick. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen some of like the Fat Man Portage and stuff. Like yeah. I say, okay, you know what? You follow me here and you stay with the yeah. canoe. I'll go back for the next load. The Fat Man Portage was exciting. It yeah. was... Uh, that's quite so the drop there was, at the end, eh? There was two different routes you could take down. We discovered... The second route going back for the packs. So me, Mike, and uh, and uh, Willow w- was did that route last year. Yeah. And uh, so the first route we got tied up in some trees. We took the long way down, and it was steep down to the water. And then on the way back up, it's like, hey, what's this? Oh, is this the portage? <laughs> yep. I found <laughs> so, that. I found that with Center Falls. Yeah. And I think it was Helen Falls as well. Okay. I found two routes for each one. Yeah. <laughs> I used one to get to the end and yeah. then one to come back. Exactly. A third yeah. one to go back. <laughs> and when we, the the second time we did the Fat Man Falls, it was uh, on the way up and then back. It's like, oh, well, I guess we're good that we didn't take the canoe this way because the rocks are so tight. Mm-hmm. You'd have to hold the canoe higher above your head or tip it sideways to yeah. fit it, squeeze it through. Because right? a fat man can't fit through there. I guess that's why it's called that. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> it was pretty I tight. guess we're walking from here. <laughs> but, uh, well, we got a trip coming up to um, the south side, of, south east side of Algonquin. Mm-hmm. Just a two-nighter yeah. going into farm and into booth. Uh, just sort of a quick little relax, not, not too strenuous because it's like farm. I think there's no portages getting into farm. Yeah. You're just like, I'm, I think we can see our truck. Mm-hmm. And then the next, because of everybody reserving, we had to do different lakes each night. Uh, and then there's like a 90 and a 550 or something portage. Yeah. Going into booth for the next night and just do some relax and do some fishing. Nothing big. Uh, but then, yeah, in September, we're doing 10 days. So you guys did mow it to, through uh, mow it landing, Lady Evelyn. Um, then you went over to Hobart so you could do Maple Mountain. Yeah. See, Maple Mountain's cool, but I, I, I got no want to spend one whole day climbing a mountain and back down. I'm, I'm glad I did it. So it was, uh, what's that lake called? Hobart. Is it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It was a really nice campsite. It was a really nice lake and, uh, I'm glad I did the hike. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was, uh. It was it was nice getting up there and getting a look around and, and stuff, right? How long did it take you to get up there? Oh, I don't think we really timed it, but I'd say, let's say an hour and a half or so up, an hour and a half back or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, take take a full day to do that, to get up there, 
look around at all the scenery, and then mm-hmm. back down. That's your whole day is for like a half hour looky-loo. Yeah. And we ended up not being up there for very long because like on the move, you're fine. But as soon as we stopped and started looking at the fire towers, like, holy mosquitoes. Yeah. It was crazy. I was, I, I was like, okay, got to go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I, I don't think we're going to do the, the fire towers. No? no. No. I don't think we'll do maple. We'll be able to see it, but I don't think we're going to spend the, like it, I say, waste a day. Yeah. Because sort of what oh, I'm. Oh, absolutely. You'd, 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 uh, you're going to have two nights on a campsite there to do yeah. this, right? It's two nights on the same campsite and uh, and just to get up and come back down. But there's there's a lot of neat areas in, in the area. Like you don't, you, you don't need to do that. Like it's, uh, it's, it was, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. It's the second highest peak in Ontario. And uh, so. I mean, it's a pretty cool view, but. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. if it was closer where you could drive. And then do the hour and a half hike. Yeah. And then yeah. you sort of like, you know, like the Highway 60 corridor of Algonquin yeah. sort of deal. Oh, I'd do that no problems. But there's other things I'd rather paddle and see. Yeah, you're taking right? an entire – you're using two nights on the same campsite. Unless you you could – what you could do is like you you come in late in the day after you come in through Lady Evelyn and so on and – and you, you you set up camp, and then like at the crack of dawn, you're heading up Maple Mountain, and then you could be back by noon, one o'clock, break camp, break camp first thing in the morning, and then head out, and you can be down on the main lake by supper time for a new campsite. But that's a massive hike up, though. It is. It's a pretty. It's a. It's pretty strenuous hike. And the top part is. Uh, I mean, you're talking like a few hundred meter difference, right? Yeah. So. And at the very top, are you going to want to break camp after all that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being logical yeah. here. Yeah, it's uh, and it's gets uh, it's pretty sketchy climb at the very top. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like goat paths, and it's like oh, so it was uh, it was it was a little nerve wracking at some points where you're trying to find the trail and not fall off a cliff. Yeah, I always find that's usually a bonus. <laughs> not falling? Not falling off a cliff, <laughs> down a few hundred meters. Yeah. There's that's, a yeah. weird... So at one point where it's really steep, somebody has repurposed a ladder from the fire tower and just leaned it against the rock wall. I remember seeing that in your video. And it's like, so it go, going up and down it, it was like tr- trying to figure out how to get... Because we had Willow with us. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to get Willow up and down without her breaking her legs on this ladder. And uh, we found a side route that kind of zigzagged so we could avoid the ladder. But it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it's one of those things that make you question bringing a dog that deep into the backcountry. Yeah. It was really nice having the dog along with us. It was nice having the dog, but it was. Uh, with black flies and tricky things like yeah. that. Well, even the fat man portage was a bit of a. Mm-hmm. An issue because she, yeah, she had a pack, and so she was slightly front heavy, and so when she would try and hit the brakes going down a steep hill, she'd like her back feet would lift up in the air a bit. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah. we should keep an eye on that poor dog. Take the yeah. pack off. Take the pack off. So good yeah. times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, we're looking at skipping that whole. So we'll gain a day by not doing the. Yeah, thing. I mean, we'll be able to see it, like I say, as we oh, go yeah. on by, but still. I got, I'm thinking to either do the, go and do the waterfall route. Yeah. Right. And then the two miler portage, mm-hmm. which is actually what, 3,200 meters or feet. Yeah. Um, 
into diamond. Oh yes, right? we we had lunch at the start of that portage. I've been told it's not really a nice portage, but in sections. Oh okay, yeah, we didn't do the portage. We just yeah. uh, stopped at it to have lunch. Yeah, uh, so go down to diamond and then back up into Lady Evelyn and Moat Landing. Mm-hmm. Right. So take your time doing all that. Do that waterfall route. The other thing I was thinking is Moat Landing, Lady Evelyn, and then totally skip the waterfall route. So okay, go yeah, down yeah, Lady yeah. Evelyn to Diamond, then down into uh, Wakamika, yeah. then Obabaka. Yeah, that's a good route. Right? Yeah. And then there's all those little series of small lakes that you can then hop back yeah. up into Diamond. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Evelyn and Mowat. Yeah. Up back, right? Because I've, I've seen the waterfall. And I mean, the only reason I would do the waterfalls is because when we're doing it, Hap and Andrea are going to be at the Eco Lodge. Mm-hmm. Hap Wilson and... It, that was our thought too. Right? When we stopped in, they weren't there. <laughs> well, when I was up there last, they would, they'd they already closed for the season, oh, right? okay, yeah. Because that was uh, October that I went. Uh, but I've seen the one... Like I say, so to see them and to show Tracy the waterfalls, mm-hmm. right? But I mean... If we're going up that way, then we can go see Frank's Falls, which is the first one. Frank's Falls is nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, maybe we portage around, like camp at that island, mm-hmm. go check out Frank's Falls, portage around it, go up to Center Falls, yep. and then come back sort of deal as a little. Yeah, so you don't have to do the whole route. Yeah, we got yeah. 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just very wary about the waterfall route with, with, with Tracy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be worrying more about making sure she's not falling. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the end up being the one that falls sort of. <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to be paying attention. Cause I'm not yourself. paying fully attention on yeah. what I'm doing. I'm exactly. making sure she's not falling or, yeah. or anything. I mean, that's a very tricky area, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, so that's what, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'd like to do the waterfall route, but want to check out o- Obabaka as well. Um, the other thing would do is do the waterfall route, head down into Obabaka and, and back up. Yeah. But then you're rushing as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, 10 days only goes so far. Exactly. And like with, I know with my kids and with, with them on trips, they have packs mm-hmm. and it changes their center of gravity, changes their balance. And so you have to do everything that much slower. And it's like, if like, I'm pretty familiar with having a heavy pack and I'm, I'm getting pretty good at, uh, my, you know, adjusting for my balance and stuff. But if you're not used to that change of center of gravity, if you're not used to being off balance with a, with a big pack and trying to balance a paddle and whatever else you're carrying, then it's, it's kind of, you really have to take your time. And so instead of an, instead of a, like a, you know, a six hour day, you might end up with an eight or 10 hour day and, and then you're tired and getting clumsy by the end of the day. So it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I would normally do this route in 10 days, but I might need 15. And when you're starting to get into September, weather could be changing depending weather, on what, yeah. what you don't yeah. know what the weather is going to be like all season, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, so I, we're still in the bit of the planning stages of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what what happens with that. But in uh, an October trip, I'm heading north. Just uh, not sure where yet. North to Alaska. No, I've only got about five days, so I don't think it'll be quite that <laughs> far. <laughs> I might head up. I, I'm contemplating. Uh, I've got a couple of plans, but if it, none of them pan out, I might just head straight up and do uh, like the Mitch Picotten. Because you know how I was doing part of it last year? Yes. And trying to get on uh, Superior and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. I may just find a spot and paddle up, see if I can get a shuttle up that way. Oh, yeah. Somebody shuttle me farther yep. up and then paddle all the way back down to Superior. 
mm-hmm. for a few days. Do that sort of thing. So. And, and see if you can paddle superior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100th times the charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might just throw my kayak on the tr- truck just to say, you know what? Ditch the canoe. I'm just going out in a paddle for the, in the kayak. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I paddled. I paddled. Uh, what about you? You guys are plan in the middle of planning one of your big trips. Yes. So I don't want to. I don't want like it's. It's not just my trip, so I, I'm going to be brief on some of the details. But uh, the Burt Reynolds Memorial River run this year. Uh, we haven't finalized group members, but for the most part, it's the same group. But we, we learned from the Noir that it's best to have a third or potentially a fourth canoe for safety reasons, right? Because we were lucky on the Noir that the access road parallels the Noir River. Mm-hmm. So at the point where we pulled out of the river, we were within 100 meters of the road. Right. And we, uh, I did have a satellite communicator, so we were able to call in the uh, outfitter. But our problem was that we lost paddles and packs in a canoe. Yeah. Like, we lost them. They are gone. And uh, and it's one of those things. It was, uh, and I've read stories afterwards. It was, it's, uh, yeah, you, you want to save somebody, but do not let your canoe go. And I've read that multiple times since then, because I remember at the time when, uh, on the Noir, when, when Martin went over the falls, uh, I was ready to jump after the canoe. And, and one of the guys says, we have to look for Martin. And it's like, you're right. And I just let the canoe go. And I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, this is wrong. I, I shouldn't have let the canoe go. And, and it was a mistake because we never found it. Yeah. Somebody, a uh, father and daughter found it like a month and a half, six weeks later, uh, strapped or uh, trapped under trapped under a uh, a log dam and stuff but yeah so with the loss of that canoe there were four people and one canoe yeah and so it was like and a dog and so it was one of the things it's like oh man if if only we had more canoes because in a pinch like that, when you destroy a canoe, and fortunately, again, we had the access to, with the access road, like a, just a couple hundred meters away. And it was, uh, so we we're fortunate we were able to get out and escape and get picked up by the outfitter and so on. But uh, when we we're planning this trip, it's, uh, we're planning a northern route. And it's like, we need at minimum three canoes. And because we need it's the safety and numbers thing and it uh it was really highlighted from the noir river so right now i'm i'm we're hoping for at least three canoes six people and i would ideally like to see four canoes eight people right it's uh some of the people are uncomfortable with larger groups but you know what so so you yeah can, are you gonna are you, are you gonna stay where you're going where you're aiming yes for? i am gonna i am gonna so because my my thing would be on that kind of yeah, place where you're going. Yeah, I mean, if something happens, you're remote. You're remote. You're you're hoping to if you lose a canoe and you can't if you have to find your way out, you're bushwhacking and hoping for logging roads. Well, at that point, you're pressing that button. It depends. If only if it's life and limb, right? I don't want to push the button just because uh, my water filter broke. No, no. But you know I mean? if but you've I, lost yeah. a canoe and a yes. whole bunch of gear, yeah, and and you can't get out without yeah. bushwhacking a couple hundred kilometers, exactly. Yeah. So our plan is, so we had initially planned on going back to the Noir, but we're going to do the Coulange-Noir crossover route. And uh, in everything that we looked at, it was like astronomical amount. There's a, the outfitter we used last year, he's 
he's retired and he's sold the company to a couple young guys. And so there's a lot of the fee structure is different. And uh, so it was going to be pretty expensive to do. And plus it's a longer route mm-hmm. and we're looking at between six and eight hour shuttle ride to get to the top of the Coulange. And it's like, Oh, I don't know if we can do that. Right. And because it was, it was too much time. It was 14, 18 days. And it's like, well, we can't do that. It's too long. So then we started thinking about different routes and, uh, Martin had done the upper section of the Missinabe and uh, he did from, I'm not sure where he started, but he ended, he, he put, took out at Matisse. So he did that last year and he wanted to do the rest of Missinabe. So it was, uh, wow, that's a great idea. So it would be a Missinabe run, uh, meeting up with the Moose River and getting into Moose, Moose Knee and Moose Factory. And, uh, for the most part, most people estimate it can take an average canoeist or a good canoeist about 10 days, mm-hmm. give or take, depending on weather and conditions and, you know, water levels and so on. So that, that's where we're, it's pretty much 99% clinched. We just are trying to find some, finalize some group member numbers and, and boats and so on. So it's, uh, that's going to be the Burt Reynolds Memorial River on this year is, uh, it's, is a uh, Matisse to Moosney Moose Factory and take the Polar Bear Express train back to Cochrane. Yeah, that's like I say. I mean, we we did the Polar Bear Express to um, uh, Moose, River, Moose Crossing. River Crossing, yeah, and then went up to James Bay from there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it was a great great little trip to do. Yeah, uh, that was the solo. Everybody's solo. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And that's, you got to be careful because you're going to have a hundred thousand people. Ooh, I'll go with you. Yeah. If you're looking exactly. for somebody, let yeah. me know. Exactly. I would have had 500 canoes behind yeah, exactly. me at that point. <laughs> it's a flotilla. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's a, that's a really nice area mm-hmm. to do. I think you guys have a good time on that one. Yeah. It's, I'm excited for it. It's, uh, so the first third is some, some pretty big white water, but then the final two thirds is, is mostly swifts and mm-hmm. wide, fast river and stuff like that so it's it's going to be exciting to the for the fact that well i like trains yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i get to ride a train back Woo! so but it's uh so there's some really exciting white water right off the bat and uh with thunderhouse falls as being one of the biggest sections yes. and uh so i i got hap's book and uh he wrote the book because at the time in 93 94 by that time there was on average two to th- two to four deaths every year and a lot of them at Thunderhouse Falls. And so he wrote this as as a thing to because there was no guidebooks, there's yep. no maps. It was it was people just making their way and, and so he wrote this book and I, I read through most of his route and, and he points out a lot of the locations. So a lot of people poo poo uh Hap Wilson's books, but uh it's a really good resource and and it's usually the uh It's a guide because a I guide. mean things have changed yeah. since ninety three. Sure. So well, he's updated it. He updated it in 2016. Oh, did he? Okay. He re-edited and re-output the book. Okay. I think in the, within the last 10 years. It's it's all it's all fresh and new again. But yeah, so uh but it's the uh the 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 kids groups, the school groups and stuff, the, oh, like the, 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 the the summer camps and stuff. Summer camps, the leaders, yeah. they poo-poo half's book. I don't know why. Oh. I don't know why. And I was reading some trip reports, and it's like, it's a resource, man. It's a good resource. Mm-hmm. I've read through it. He, His detailed drawings of rapids, like, granted, they may change over the years, but uh, he did update it again. But uh, his, his 
his ability to read the river and his skills really comes out in his drawings of the uh, of each of the rapids and the rapid sets it's uh you know it's it's a really good resource so i'm well into planning it now and taking a look at the route and and figuring out all the, all the logistics but uh i'm really excited for this it's uh it's one of those places i never thought i would ever go to because yeah. it's it's the logistics of getting there it's like well i'm not going to go on my own and 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 I had thought about doing your route that, mm-hmm. that that you did. I would do my route solo any day. Yeah, and so I thought about that. It's like, well, the in a few more years, I'll take the kids down yeah. that route. Yeah, because it's not Whitewater what you did, the Moose River. Just that one spot. Just the one spot. And I did it backwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking it's like in like five years, it'll be a family trip type thing, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. But uh, for this year, it looks like it's uh, pretty much set in stone now that we're going to do the Miss Nobby to uh, Moose Knee. You'll have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really exciting. It's a it's a good group of guys. I love paddling with these guys. And uh, and looking forward to kind of growing the group a little bit just for safety reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So that's only a month and a half away. It's close. Yeah? Yeah. It's close. Man, it's going fast. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Oh, uh, doing a little bit of digging here. Historic wooden canoe. Oh, you were telling me about that. Tell me about yeah. this canoe. Like, and and this, this has 200 years old. 200 or 250 years old. This has a little bit of a connection with your trip. Oh, does it? It does. So a historic wooden canoe has been found on the Chattooga River. Um, they believe it is, uh, Native American in origin. And according to the Chattooga Conservancy, this is the second time a canoe has been discovered in that area. The first was around 2004. Now, this is a more mountainous area, mm-hmm. which they say is odd to find canoes up there. Was it? It was out of water. They saw somebody saw it sticking out of the mud okay. the, on the on the riverbank. What's the construction? Wood. It's a wooden, wooden. Canoe, like a yep. cedar. I, I look like from the quick picture I saw, it looked like a sort of a carved out one. Okay, right. Um, they're extracting it in partnership with South Carolina Institute of Archaeology and Anthropology and the Forest Service. So there's a lot of people getting this out. You know, they want to get yep. it out as as good as possible. They started moving it out of the South Carolina side of the Chattooga River. Um, I guess it was last week. And they're hoping to get it out fully this week mm-hmm. because the Chattooga River is actually part of the border between South Carolina and Georgia. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yeah, it's just a group bunch of uh, canoeists scooting by and found it last fall. Okay. Right? They figured it could be anywhere between 200 and 250 years old. They got to do the carbon dating, hmm. radioactive, whatever yeah. thingy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Chattooga forms the border between South Carolina and Georgia. The Chattooga River was the model for the river in James Dickey's novel, Deliverance. Oh, there's a connection. There's a connection. Burt Reynolds' Moral River Run. There we go. Scenes yeah. from the movie were actually shot on the Chattooga River. Really? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So what river were we, remember like two years ago, we were telling people, hey, you got to check this river out. And Jimmy Carter ran it and yada, yada, yada. And 
in, in the end, we found out afterwards, it was like, hey, we are sending Oh, yeah, that the, was telling people to head down to that area, yeah. South Carolina, into, yeah. into all that era, area. Yeah. Because it was beautiful country. Yeah. And then, yeah, afterwards, we found, wait a minute, that's where. That's where Deliverance was set. That's where Deliverance was set. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. um. (laughs) Heads up, people. We may have misled you. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So this, yeah, this, so this river is the, is what he envisioned when he wrote his book. Yeah. I mean, in the book and the movie, it's called a totally different river, but Mm -hmm. this is what he uh, used as his model for his book. Cool. And the movie. Right on. So there you go, buddy. A little bit of <laughs> little bit of thing there. Little connection. I have come to the conclusion the people Uh-oh. up in northern Ontario are bored. Oh yes. <laughs> so uh Mike Ranta, of course everybody knows Mike Ranta, he's paddled across Canada with yep. his dog Spitzy a couple of times and, and whatnot. In the town of Killarney, where he is nowadays, he has been building uh the world's largest canoe paddle. Yes. 107, 107 feet long. Uh, the blade is 17 meters wide. Mm-hmm. And he's building a bent shaft paddle, right? Uh, is it bent shaft? Yeah, I think it's bent shaft. It's bent yeah. shaft, yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a time capsule in the handle itself. So he's he's going to get the Guinness Book, I guess, to say, yeah, it's the biggest one and the whole deal. They've dubbed it The Big Dipper. If you want to check it out, go to thebigdipper.ca. Okay. Okay, you can find out the information. On Facebook, I think he calls it Mike Ranta's Paddle or something. Oh, yeah, Mike Ranta's Paddle he's, is his own personal Facebook mm-hmm. page. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is just for the, the paddle itself. Okay. So Dave Wilfong in Tomogamy. We know Dave. Dave, uh, the green plaided, green plaid... Adventures, I think it was. Okay. Um, he's he was getting into the who's that guy that that goes swimming in the ice water? Whim, something. But this guy's got this whole mind over matter. You should be able to just stand in a frozen <laughs> lake, and he he's Dave's gone on all that. So okay. Dave's, and he also looks after Kiwaden, uh, kids camp. Okay, and he's, yeah, he's yeah. like the caretaker, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Builds uh, the the new uh, cabins and stuff when they need it. Really nice guy. So he's in the town of Tomogamy, Ontario. Mm-hmm. He is building the world's largest cedar canvas canoe. Really, fifty feet in length. Fifty feet. Fifty feet. Now it's a volunteer run community project, so he's getting all the community to come in. Oh, okay. Uh, Local materials and and all that stuff as much as possible. Local artists are going to paint it. The whole mm-hmm. the whole meal deal. Uh, if you want to check that out, thebigcanoe.org. <laughs> Next week we'll be talking about the big tent dot <laughs> and the big fishing rod because <laughs> I'm figuring to get a complete set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The biggest ball of string. The biggest ball of yarn, yeah. Uh, so, no, this is just a couple posts came up, and I'm just thinking, oh, hey, oh, yeah. hey, Mike, uh, doing the big canoe or the big paddle. And then, oh, Dave, oh, hey, you're doing the big canoe. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else is doing anything big up there, but I, either they're really bored or have yeah. a lot of time on their hands right now. <laughs> so go check out thebigdipper.ca and thebigcanoe.org to check that out. Uh, the only other thing, okay, this, this is a good idea for somebody who's got the time. 
we need to put together a list of food paddle tours. They've got to be out there. Yes. We were looking and we're finding like, oh, you can paddle, hike, and bike and, and eat. Or kayak yoga. Or kayak yoga. kayaking and yoga trip yeah. along the, you know, Klaikwet Sound. And- yeah. Well, remember Kevin Callan did his Spay River tour? Amazing. Where he paddled, you know, they, they did like yeah. point A and then 200 kilometers, whatever later, point B. Yeah. But they stopped along the way hitting different distilleries mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of stuff. Need something like that. But food. But food. Mm-hmm. Right? So my idea is a paddle trip like that in different countries. Mm-hmm. And you got, so you got to make it international. Yep. But it'd be like a five-day trip where you paddle all day and you eat in a restaurant that serves local delicacies at night, like for your dinner sort of thing, right? Okay. Um, maybe the guide during the day, your lunch is something specific to a town you're in or the region you're in or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these guys like to eat goat milk cheese on crackers sort of <laughs> deal. So that's what yeah, we're having for sure. lunch, right? <laughs> uh, whatever, you know, whatever is specific to the country you're in, the region you're in, throw in some local beers and wines, that sort of thing. But I mean, you got like... Canada, U.S., England, Europe, Asia, Australia, South America, Central America, all these different places, right? So one organization that does these trips all over the place. So you get to paddle, you get to see scenic spots, various countries, meet new people, taste foods you wouldn't usually get, or in some cases, authentic food. Like we always talk about, well, that's not really Chinese food. That's Canadianized Mm -hmm. Chinese Mm -hmm. food, right? Uh, I mean, we're watching TV shows up on Netflix where they're got scorpions on a skewer. (laughs) They weren't on my my menu when I was at Sushi Mountain last week. (laughs) Um, And maybe you get some sort of card where you do 10 of these trips, you get the 11th free. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Two fifty days get the fifth, the the last five days free, sort of thing. But paddling, eating, and drinking, mm-hmm. I would never come home I'm, ever. I'm envisioning like I haven't really expanded the thought process yet, so I'm still thinking local. But I'm I'm picturing like uh, like Quebec, go through the Laurentians or along the Saint Lawrence Seaway. You could. Uh, like bed and breakfast at night, or you could do different levels. You could like, you, depending on how much you want to spend or how much you want to rough it, you could have like three level, a tent level, a glamping canvas tent level, or, you know, bed and breakfast hotel level. Five-star camping. Five-star camping, exactly. And and just think of all the, the, the amazing food that you can get in Quebec. It's like, you know, you could, along the St. Lawrence River, there's, sure, sure, it may be controversial, but like seal, like seal pate. They, and I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Magdalene Islands and not Magdalene. Uh, do they sell it still for? Yeah, you have to get it local. I've I've looked into it. You can't get it here, really, unless you find the right distributor. But you can get it locally in Quebec. I wasn't aware of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be really good. Oh well, I'm thinking like you got poutine. Yeah, poutine. Montreal bagels. Yeah. Lobster rolls from the East Coast. Uh, Montreal salmon. smoked meat, smoked yeah. salmon. Female bacon, oh, also yeah. known as back bacon or Canadian bacon. Beaver tails, butter tarts, and Nimo bars. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pea soup, torchere, moose and venison, and umpteen billion things with maple syrup. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's your Canadian version right there. Absolutely. Right? Throwing some craft beers and some w- local wines. Oh, yeah. It would be amazing. They like, call that Tuesday at my house. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, uh, we did, uh, the family did uh, Mag, uh, Gas Bay Peninsula. Yeah. And so we went through Quebec City and then down along the St. Lawrence Seaway and crossed over on some ferries and did circle the, the Gas Bay Peninsula. And it was just this constant flow. Like we stayed in, in downtown Montreal one, was it? No, it was old Quebec. Was it old Quebec? Anyways, so... We're eating at these little, uh, little uh, uh, boutique breakfast places with you know smoked salmon and scrambled eggs, or smoked salmon and pancakes, and mm-hmm. maple syrup this and that. And it was it, what a what an amazing trip. I, I've I have changed the way I cook a lot of meals now because of that trip. I I I, I have some smoked salmon recipes, breakfast and things that, that I do, but I've changed some of it. It's just the way I prepare them. And it, it's, it has changed the way I think about food, that trip through Quebec. Mm-hmm. And now imagine doing that on a canoe trip. So you'd paddle during the day and like maybe you're in the Laurentians or something and you're paddling lake to lake and going to bed and breakfast. And there's all these neat little cute little bed and breakfast you can stop at. And, and like even in, in like in the spring with, mm-hmm. uh, with the, all the sugar shacks going on, all these sugar oh, shacks yeah. have their own little yeah. special menus. And you can get like candied salmon and smoked salmon and, you know, maple syrup, this, that, and the other thing. And it's, oh, it would be an amazing Picture going through trip. Central America. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine like some of these interesting places? Yeah. Go down through like Argentina. Yeah. Through Europe. There would be, oh, you could hit so many places in Europe. Oh, yeah. Like you'd have, you'd, oh, man. This is a great idea. Like south of France. I'm hungry now. Like a coastal. Yeah. Pop in and out, canoe, kayak, or whatever, and you just like you paddle. You're not going to want to stretch it out too far. You're going to just do three hours. What about maybe? like the coast of Italy or something? Oh, just hitting town to town Imagine to town. Imagine the food that you could the different find there. Local delicacies of each little yeah. area. This is an awesome like idea. Authentic, I'm brilliant. Like authentic pizzas, like Italian pizzas from Italy, like Pasta. in some of these old, like, you know, 200, 200 year old, uh, pizza kilns. And, and, you know, it's just like, oh, oh the food, like, mm. it would be so amazing. It would be. Why like, is this not out there yet? It's got to be, you know it's what? It's got to be. Like, it's there in a way. I'm sure it's there. Like, uh. Well, like, like I say, when we're searching, all I'm finding is. I found quite a few. So I found yeah. south of France, the, the the Bethany area or Bethany area. Brittany. Brittany. Brittany area. Yeah, free Brittany. And I found some, I found some five and eight day tours that uh, like Cloquat Sound, Vancouver Island and stuff like that where you, it's a, it's a paddle and yoga trip five days or eight days or whatever. But you need to get rid of all that other froofy stuff. But you're still doing the food stuff in between. They still have to feed no, you. No, no, no. I'm saying get rid of the yoga, get rid oh. of the biking. <laughs> get rid of, no, but some just, people find that exciting. It's like, yeah, I'm going to well, go, go I'm somewhere gonna, else. Gonna do, <laughs> I'm going to do yoga around the campfire at the end of the day and we're going to relax. Not me. And, I'm going to be around the campfire at the end of the day going, uh, <laughs> I ate too much. <laughs> Pull my finger. But you have to think about what other people do. Like, like for example, Leanne, she would do a trip like that and she'd want to do yoga at the end of the day and so on, right? 
So the, well, while right she's doing rally. her yoga, I'm stealing her dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't want no yoga on my trips. No yoga, no biking, no yeah. no rock climbing, no sumo wrestling, just paddling. Yeah. Because the trick is you eat a big dinner, and then the next day you burn off that dinner. <laughs> and then you eat a big dinner, and then you burn off that dinner. One of the biggest things that appeals to me, though, is is the fact that there's a lot of mental effort and thought taken out of it for yourself. So they're saying, okay, this is your destination for tonight where you can either be guided or not. You have to make it here. There's a campsite set up or it's a bed and breakfast and, and uh, we have a menu all pre-planned. You just have to show up. We're going to feed you and <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, right? How do I marry these people? <laughs> that would be amazing. Not go there, eat, go there, eat, yeah. go there, eat. <laughs> Because on That's a normal awesome. on a normal trip for me, it's like the, the the my brain never stops. It's okay. So once we get there, we're gonna pull into camp. If we find the right campsite, maybe two or three in the afternoon. Then I gotta set up the tent mm. and the hammock, and and then I gotta start getting water made, and I got to you know this that the wait other wait thing. wait you have to get water made. You know, make water, make water, filter water. I I call it making water. <laughs> I call it making water. Anybody's looking for me, I'll be over there making water. <laughs> it makes sense in my head. <laughs> hey, you, you're not doing anything? Make some air. <laughs> it sounds normal to me. Why don't make fun of me? Like <laughs> It's been a long time. <laughs> but no, like like I say, I mean, one of these, these tours, I, I think that would be popular. If you found the right area with it, the right size river. In my head is popular right now. <laughs> yeah. I, can you imagine doing like south huh. of France or yeah. like you said, Italy or who knows? Like you, <laughs> it would be a very potatoey and, and meat kind of menu. But like the uh, – what's the river that goes through Germany? Um, there's the Bonn, oh, bon river. Uh, the, the Cologne. Uh, no. Cologne River. There's – no, that's uh, France. Yes. Yeah. It's, I can't remember. It's the, But it goes through – well, it was, it was part of the around the world thingy I did. Yes, yeah. yeah. The and Viking, it goes through some really good. Yeah. We could stay in a castle. Exactly. Oh man, <laughs> stay in a castle and know oh, the fire in the castle. Right? They're making a big old side oh, of beef. That'd be amazing. Oh, a couple of chickens or something. <laughs> yeah. This, this this trip is ten days long because you eat so much you don't paddle the next day. Wow. Yeah, no, you know what? That'd be cool to find the, mm-hmm. a place that did that. And then, you know, like one of those little coffee cards, you just click, click. Yeah. They little stamp your card because you did that tour. And you <laughs> yeah, go to the next one, they go. stamp it, and there you get you 10. <laughs> you get to go somewhere. You pay You pay your way there, but they actually give you the trip for free. Yeah. That'd be cool. Whew. I'm a genius. If anybody's heard of these trips, let us know. We, we were thinking about it because of uh, Kevin Callan's uh, Spay River, his Spay River trip, where he did all the uh, the whiskey sampling, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it's like it's just one of those thoughts. It's like, man, can you imagine doing that as a as as a food, food trip, a food a discovery of food trip, or yeah. something like that, right? Paddle your way to Eaton. <laughs> sure I'm just throwing things out there <laughs> That'll be the Louisiana version Yeah Battle yourself to Eaton Yeah <laughs> Discover Italy via your belly Yeah Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing That'd be something Truly amazing On that note, I need to go get something to eat <laughs> Do you got anything else? No, I don't <laughs> Yeah, if you I'm hungry right yeah. now 
if you know of any <laughs> things that are, are strictly paddling and eating, let us know. And if you have any good uh, audible books that you think would be good to listen to in regards to paddling, canoeing, kayaking, stand-up, paddle boarding, that sort of thing, yeah. rafting, uh, drop us a line. Let us know. And um, other than that, that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Me too. Awesome. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download and stream all our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and listen to or download all 200 and what is this, 83? 283 episodes now. Wow, you're getting old. I was close. Siobhan asked how many episodes we were, and I said um, 278, 284, something like that. <laughs> 78, 284. Yeah, there's a stretch. <laughs> you're right in there somewhere. Yeah, big one. I don't know, between one and a thousand, somewhere in there. Yeah. No, but I, had, I I was pretty close on my upper end. <laughs> <laughs> you and a blind guy can hit the side of a barn sometimes, Derek. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with all your friends, family, and uh, other paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>